guys, we have a new podcast, it's called The Third Strike. I'm Eddie Yon. I'm Zachary Kaplan. So today, stick around and keep listening because we will have, we'll be talking about a lot of topics. We'll be talking about the Bryce Harper and Manny Machado sweepstakes. What will happen, there is a lot of news, there is a lot of mind games being played there. We'll be talking about who will be the top teams in 2019. We're going to be talking about the slow and developing problem of the bullpen and the predictions of 2019, what our predictions are. I'll be talking about what the Yankees should do, so I'm going to say pursue a few infielders, maybe add some depth to their outfield. I think their outfield, people think that it's a lot sturdier than it is, but it needs some backup. And I'll be talking about what the Mets should do in the next five years if they want to win the World Series. And we'll be revealing the underrated player of the day and the overrated player of the day. So stick around. So let's get right into it. So the first topic is Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. So where do you think Bryce Harper will sign? I think that Bryce Harper is going to sign with the Dodgers or with the Phillies. I think that he could have signed with the Yankees earlier, but if he hasn't, he's not going to. I think that the Phillies have already talked to him about it. I think that's a chance. And I think that the Dodgers are waiting for a surprise attack. I think that there's a chance the Dodgers could jump out and just sign Bryce Harper. You never know what these players... And I think the Dodgers actually make more sense to land Harper because if you don't know or if you're living under a rock, the Dodgers shipped off two of their best outfielders, Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig, to the Reds for, like, Homer Bailey and two prospects. And I think they're slowly getting more money and planning to get Bryce Harper. And they said, the general manager said, that they cleared those outfielders just to make room to make a younger outfield. And I don't think Andrew Tolles is enough of a right fielder, and I think they're going to pursue Bryce Harper. If not the Dodgers, I think the Nationals could be a good suitor for Bryce Harper. Because they already know Bryce Harper, they know what to expect. Bryce Harper obviously is really good at Nationals Park. Um... The Nationals, I think people said that if they didn't succeed in 2018 and they didn't really succeed, they wouldn't, their team would implode. And I think that they're not going to implode. They're making one of the best rotations in baseball. Patrick Corbin's on, Max Scherzer's on, Steven Strasburg's on, and they want to contend again. And I think they're going to sign Bryce Harper because... They said that their original offer of $300 million was their minimum. I think they are going to offer Bryce Harper a insane amount of money, and Bryce Harper will not be able to resist. I think that Manny Machado is either going to the Phillies, but more importantly, I think that Machado is going to the Yankees. The Yankees, there's been a lot of talk, him liking and unliking Yankees posts, the unfollowing and following Yes Network. I think that Machado is waiting to sign with the Yankees, I think that right now he's confirming, like, does he not want to sign with the Phillies, making sure, and then I think he will sign with the Yankees, but you never know. So let's talk about the potential suitors of Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. So currently the suitors for Harper are the Dodgers, Cubs, and Phillies, right? Or is there anybody? Oh, obviously Nationals. That was a huge team that I left out. Current suitors for Manny Machado probably are the White Sox, the Phillies, and the Yankees. Um, I think people are making too big of a deal about Yonder Alonso signing with the White Sox. Totally. Because they said that because Yonder Alonso is Manny Machado's brother-in-law, that Manny Machado will kind of put the White Sox on more of a pedestal. I don't think that really is relevant in Machado's brain. He's looking for the money. He's looking for a ring. That's like saying Manny Machado's elementary school friend joined the Dodgers. Exactly. He's going to sign with the Dodgers, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, Phillies, I think that people expected the Phillies to do more this offseason. I think, obviously, the general manager was being a little bit stupid when he said that we're going to spend a stupid amount of money. And that was kind of hinting to the fact that they're going to pursue Harper or Machado. But I don't think that the theory that people are saying that if the Phillies don't get either Harper or Machado, that it's a failed offseason. Of course, it's not a failed offseason. They got Gene Segura. They got Andrew McCutcheon. They paved the way for a younger team. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. So now we're going to be discussing the top teams of 2019. Who are they? Who will they be? So I think this is purely hypothetical. As I... All right. Well, let's talk about this. Who's going to the American League wildcard? Let's start there. Okay, yeah, start simple. I think, and this is a very bold thing, you've seen game 163 in the NL Central between the Brewers and the Cubs, and you've seen the uh, the game 163 between the Brewers and, sorry, the Rockies and the Dodgers. I think there will be a game 163 between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Whoever wins that, which I think it will be the Yankees, because I think the Yankees will have a better record against their division than they did last year. I think that the Yankees will play at home, and obviously the Red Sox do not fare that well at Yankee Stadium, even though they did clinch the division at Yankee Stadium. I was there for that, probably one of the most painful games I've ever experienced or watched. And I think that the Yankees crowd will just be uproarious, and the Yankees will win, and the Red Sox will play... I'd say the Tampa Bay Rays could potentially go to the wild card. It could either be them or the Houston Astros or the Athletics. That could also be a potential game one. The funny thing about the Rays is that you think to yourself, why are they so good and you can't really answer the why question? Are you? What, yeah. what do you think, G-Man Choi? But besides that, can't really think of anything. Well, the Rays were part of a three-team trade where they traded Jake Bowers to the Indians and received Yandy Diaz from the Indians. They absolutely won that trade. Oh, they traded away... 100%. I mean, on the surface, you're like, why would they trade away Jake Bowers, who was like the Aaron Judge of the Rays? But it makes sense. They got Yandy Diaz, who could be a potential really good third first baseman. He's a veteran, he's cheap, and he adds depth to the Rays. And while that's not the only thing they've done this offseason, the Rays have been quietly bolstering their rotation. They got Charlie Morton from the Astros, and I think that they are purely experimenting, and this experiment is going to pay off next year. Yeah. Um... For the National League, however, I think that the wild card. Now, I don't. I'm not seeming biased when I say this, but I think that the Mets do have a chance of being a possible contender to the wild card. If yeah. not, I think that the Diamondbacks will be in the wild card. I could possibly see the Diamondbacks against the Cardinals in the wild card. I know this could be very crazy saying, but I think that it is a possibility. However, I could also see. The Mets being the Rockies in a wild card one game playoff. These are all things that could possibly happen and just might not happen. However, can I can I say something? So Eddie's our National League correspondent. I'm the AL correspondent, so I don't think I should be infringing on NL territory. But I've never been a fan of what Brody Van Wagenen's doing. I would I've said this several times. If you if you haven't followed me on social media, you should probably give that a follow. <laughs> I'm so cloud chasing. Um, but I, I've said this numerous times. I'd rather a really good Mets machine that is fully rebuilt make the World Series than a mediocre Mets team. And I think that's what Brody Van Wagenen's trying to do. He's trying to put faith in a mediocre team, which needs depth to their bullpen and not just closers. They need middle relievers. 
But I also think that the Mets are not focusing on their infield or their outfield enough. What do you think? Because Eddie's a Mets fan. I mean, listen, I mean, when Wagner came in, he's he's brought into a team that he came off the 2018 season with 77 and 85. And the fact about that season is that the Mets started out so strong, a 10-game winning streak, people thought that they were on their way to winning, clinching the whole division, and it just didn't add up. And I think that what Brody's trying to do is that, yes, I do agree, he's being a little aggressive. I mean, the Mets just had about, I think, four trades in two days. But I think that what he's trying to do is that he's not just trying to let, let the Mets win the World Series, which is what every Mets fan wants. I think that he wants Mets fans to gain confidence. He wants the Mets to move up. He wants the Mets to be possible contenders for the wild card, at least. He wants the Mets to be in third, second place, possibly third place, put first place in the division. These are things that Brody Van Wagner wants. The question now is, is he going to get it? I think that's a very good point because the Mets do need confidence. Yes. It's okay. a very important time. All right, so now let's talk about the bullpen problem. There yes. are so many unanswered questions. I think the only kind of storylines that have been solved this offseason are David Robertson, Zach Britton, and select few others. There still needs to be questions answered about Adam Adovino and Craig Kimbrell. Where will they go? Honestly, I think that Adovino at this point, I think that he can literally go anywhere. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore picked up the phone and boom, he's off to the Orioles. I know that that seems unrealistic, but he's just the type of guy that I feel like is going to go anywhere he could possibly go to the Mets, to the Yankees. The Mets have showed interest in Adam Adovino. They did show interest, however, in some other relievers as they got Edwin Diaz in a trade with Robinson Cano. But, you know, the Mets are a team that really need bullpen help. I mean, there were about, I don't know, 50 games that the Mets could have won if it wasn't for the bullpen. So I think Adovino could go to the Mets. He can go anywhere, really. Well, I think the comment about the Baltimore Orioles is a little bit irrelevant because when you say that, you're saying that the Orioles are they're underrated when it comes to free agency, and I don't think that's true. Well, I, I think the Orioles currently have the perfect team. It's weird, but the Orioles want to tank, and they have compiled the absolutely perfect team to tank. And as far as Adam Bonavito... I would love to see Adam Adovino go to the Yankees. He is, the Yankees kind of need a sidearm pitcher. A lot of their pitchers, though, high 90s. Adam Adovino obviously does just that, but he, he's a heavy slider kind of pitcher. And he said that he would strike out Babe Ruth anytime. That is, that dude has balls. And the Yankees want balls in their in their bullpen. Yes. And, um, so now, I mean, I agree with that statement, but now let's talk about Craig Kimbrell. Yes. Craig Kimbrell. So, will the Red Sox go for Craig Kimbrell? He was a little bit unreliable last year, and obviously he made things close in both, in all three times. ALDS game four, I mean, check that out. That yeah. ninth inning, that was That was crazy. nuts. That was nuts. As a Yankee fan, he painful to watch too. painful. Like, we were trailing for nothing, and we were like, this is over. Yankees got something going, and they almost lost. And I think that Craig Kimbrell is going to go to the Braves. The reunion will happen. And I think the Red Sox are really taking their eye off their bullpen. I mean, let's go to the Red Sox depth chart right now. They really just don't have bullpen arms. Look at their depth chart on their bullpen. They let Joe Kelly go. They now have Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, Brandon Workman, Heath Hembry, Velasquez, 
Brian Pointer, Thornburg, and Brian Johnson. What is that bullpen? Like, you look at the Yankees, you look at the Brewers, the bullpens are the team of the, the bullpens are the area of the future. That's the team that can go six plus innings, trailing four nothing in a wild card game, and that can save you. Yeah, so now let's talk about the predictions of 2019. Who are going to be the top players? Who are going to be the top people, you know? So I think that first off, let's just mention his name, Aaron Judge. I know I shouldn't be the one talking about this, but I think that he is a monster. This is coming from a Mets fan, so that means a lot. I think that Aaron Judge's stats, I think it's going to be very high. Maybe around 289, possibly 40 home runs, 90 RBIs. I mean, this is a kid who can really hit, so. Well, I think part of it is how dangerous he is. You look at a guy, he's 6'9 or something like that. He weighs like a football player. And he comes up, pitchers immediately start to sweat. And obviously pitchers know what they want to pitch, and they know what the coach is telling them, they know what the catcher is telling them. But I think that Aaron Judge kind of throws that off. And you see Liam Hendricks in the wildcard game, he was very confident. He was the guy that the that the Athletics put up to get Aaron Judge out. That was exactly the purpose of the opener. And his entire plan just went awry when Aaron Judge hit a two-run home run. He, he, I mean, obviously he got out of the inning, but I was commentating on that day. And for the first six innings, the, the I keep saying Orioles, the Athletics began to sweat. They knew that they were down to nothing. Obviously it shattered their, their self-esteem. And they knew that they were down. And a guy like Aaron Judge just shatters that self-esteem. I also think that in 2019, I think that a guy on the Mets who is Cespedes, I think that he took a lot of time off in 2018. But, I mean, the thing about Cespedes is that he either strikes out or he hits home runs. And although there is a, there's a lot of cons in that, I just feel like Cespedes is going to bounce back. He's going to get a lot of home runs, and that's the player mm-hmm. to watch. And so... What do you think the Yankees should do? Well, actually, can I say something about... Because I don't think we covered the area of predictions in 2019 enough. Sure. Um, who do you think will be AL MVP? Actually, I should be asking myself that because I'm AL. I think that Mike Trout will be AL MVP. He can run. He can steal bases. He can field incredibly well. He can hit. And I think he, this year is going to be his breakout year. He is in his prime. He wants to prove something to the Angels before he goes out on to free agency in 2021, I believe it is. And I think he's going to just have insane stats, like 290, 21 home runs, 93 RBIs, 35 stolen bases. He's going to be nuts. I think a close second will be Mookie Betts, and then third will probably be Jose Ramirez. Eddie's shocked right now. I do think Mookie Betts will be a close second. He will probably bat. No judge. No judge. No judge. I think he's all home runs, all strikeouts. And until he figures out not to swing at pitches out of the zone, he will be a monster. If if Judge doesn't have a breakout year, which I think he'll have a solid year, but I think 2020 is going to be his breakout year. If he doesn't do that, then Mookie Betts will be it. I mean, dude batted 345 in 2018 something like that doesn't really matter what his batting average was he can hit he can field he can steal bases and he led the red sox to the world series yeah. simple as that who's your nl mvp that is a tough one i mean christian yelich he was just incredible but i have to say a possible 
NL MVP. I mean, there are many contenders to do it, but I think that. And obviously, we're not we're not including Bryce Harper or Manny Machado because we have no idea where he's going to sign. No, of course not. I think that uh, even though he's getting on the older side, I think that Nolan Arenado is a big shot to win the NL MVP. But if we're talking about younger, more developing players to win it, I could see Michael Conforto really having a big bounce back in 2019. We saw it a little bit at the end in September of 2018 on the Mets, but I think that there's a chance that he could bounce back and do something. Well, I didn't include Aaron Judge in my MVP. If the Mets weren't in the NL, who's your NL MVP? The Mets weren't in the NL. My NL MVP. Would probably be. This is actually because. Let me say this. So I saw an article saying who are the Bryce Harpers and Manny Machados of next year's free agency. Nolan Arenado is on that list. He is a free agent next year. He can make a serious impact, and I think he wants to tell the Rockies, re-sign me because I have a lot of talent and I can be your MVP next year. Yeah, so I think Nolan Arenado definitely. Okay. Uh, so what the Yankees should do? That is a huge question because. The Yankees haven't had that much of a free agency so far. Um, they are going to get Manny Machado. Um, I think they will get Manny Machado, and I think that James Paxton wasn't enough. They need to seriously improve their bullpen. I think they missed out on Patrick Corbin. He was he could have been a huge player, and I think that's been kind of a trend for this offseason. Joe Kelly. The Red Sox offered him one year less, and he took the one year more deal from the Dodgers. And I think what the Yankees should do is, if they miss out on Machado, which they have a 66.6% chance of doing, because they have two other suitors, if they don't get Manny Machado, obviously Troy Tulowitzki could be good. Tulowitzki could possibly move to first if Luke Voigt doesn't do this well that well, but I think Luke Voigt will do very well. If not, I think they should pursue Freddie Galvis. He's an incredible fielder. He can actually play in the outfield as well. So obviously, if you have an Aaron Judge situation where he gets hit by a pitch and fractures his wrist, then you won't have to resort to somebody like Shane Robinson, who just was kind of like a wasted at bat in the Yankees lineup while Judge was gone. You could have someone like Freddie Galvis play right field. I don't know, but Freddie Galvis definitely should have won a Gold Glove this year, and I think the Yankees should pursue. Who? What should the Yankees do? Mets. Sorry. So I think that the Mets, there are the Mets should stop, take a minute, and realize the fact that if the Mets had the Yankees' offense, they would have totally been in the 2018 postseason without a doubt. Agreed. I mean. The Yankees. I mean, the Mets' rotation is just phenomenal for the most part. I mean, take Noah Syndergaard, Jacob Degrom. They are just so talented. And we saw Zach Wheeler with the bounce back, and we saw Jason Vargas with the strangest season. He started out with the season with the worst ERA of around possible, possibly six. He would let up four runs in the first inning of every game, letting up a total of seven before he was pulled out in probably the third inning. I mean. Watching the guy on the TV was painful, but then in around the summer he had a big bounce back, and some games was letting up zero runs through seven innings, and everyone lowered his ERA. So I can see him bouncing back. Steven Matz, he is. I think he's improving a little bit. He struggled a lot after he let up seven runs in the first inning of a game that the Mets lost 25 to four. But I think that the Mets need to just think. They need offense. They also need a bullpen, but they need more offensive. Players they have to get rid of the players that they know that 
I'm going to be there for a while. Like Travis Starnow, he's just like a rotten player on the Mets that isn't really going to do anything. They might need to think about getting him away. For all we know, he could have a bounce back. The Mets need an offense and they need a bullpen. Once they get an all, a bullpen and offense, check me. And I've heard some rumors about AJ Pollock to the Mets. What do you think about that? Um, I think that, well, here's an interesting theory about the Bryce Harper thing with A.G. Pollock. We have Juan Lagares, a player that is a gold glove winner in the past. He is very good fielding. He's decent at batting, but I think that there is a chance that Bryce Harper, there's a possibility he could at least talk with the Mets. My reason being is that the Mets' money situations are not amazing, but they recently released David Wright, and that that got the Mets about $180 million. We also learned that before the Mets had Wilson Ramos, they offered Yasmani Grandal an $120 million deal, but he then rejected it, leading them to sign Wilson Ramos for around between $30 to $60 million. This means the Mets have money to spend. Question is, are they going to choose it on a lot of small deals? Or are they going to shoot for Harper? Well, I think they shouldn't shoot for Harper. I think they should let the Dodgers get him or big teams that have a lot of money. I think the reason why I brought up AJ Pollock is I think he's very underrated. He's not that, he's pretty expensive being straight there, but he can shape an outfield. He can add serious depth. He can also play left field or right field if Cespedes doesn't do well, if Conforto doesn't do well, or if they end up on the DL. And I think he could, the, if the Mets offer him a five-year deal, they could, AJ Pollock could do really well. They could extend him. But if they don't get AJ Pollock, they could also uh, target Marwin Gonzalez, which leads Marwin Gonzalez is our underrated player of the day. Why is he this underrated? I mean... You don't really hear his name a lot. You see him on TV, you see him hitting home runs, you see him getting singles, you see him fielding well. Marwin Gonzalez is a guy that every team should want. Even mm-hmm. if it's the Yankees, yep. who has a perfect offense. I mean, No way. We do not have a perfect offense. I mean, not perfect, but you have a very good, strong yes. offense, yes. at least compared to the Mets. Now, there have been talks that the Marwin Gonzalez might be going to the Mets. Personally, I don't I see this happening, but I think the Mets should try to, but... He is very underrated, and so what do you think about him? I think the Mets should go for it. I think he can play in the infield. He can be a DH if they're playing in an American League ballpark. He could be an outfielder, and I think that he is a very good all-around player, and I think that he does not get much attention because he's on the Astros, who already have a loaded team, and until somebody like a Tony Kemp or a Matt, uh, uh, Michael Brantley gets hurt, Marwin Gonzalez's name will then start to resurface. But until one of those big spotlight players get hurt, you never hear Marwin Gonzalez's name. And that's why people underrate, under, they, they don't really see his talent as much as they should. And I think the, the Mets should target Marwin Gonzalez. And now, now we lead to a guy, the overrated player of the day. JT Real Muto. I mean... That setup was so bad. Um, you heard about that whole three-way trade between the Yankees, Marlins, and the Mets. I mean... I never heard of that. Okay. What was oh, that? Explain well, to the audience. Well, you guys remember that it was this... For those of you who don't, um, what happened was the Yankees, Marlins, and Mets had a trade rumor, which was going to... Basically, it was going to send Noah Syndergaard 
to the Yankees and possibly Michael Conforto or Brandon Nimmo to the Marlins and the Mets would receive Miguel Andujar and Gary Sanchez from the Yankees and they would receive JT Realmuto. Personally, I think that the people behind this trade or this rumor were smoking crack. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why yeah. would the Mets give away the very offensive players to get and Duhar and Sanchez? And Duhar is a good player, but Sanchez? Eh, eh. Also, around that time, uh, Brian Cashman said Gary Sanchez or Andujar aren't up for sale. But now that we think about it, that was actually before Didi Gregorius announced that he would get Tommy John surgery. And I think if that t- trade would have happened, I think that they should have taken Sanchez off the table because he is their starting catcher. He is their great catcher. And you saw how much struggles they had when Sanchez strained his groin and found himself on the DL for a while. Yeah. They had some serious trouble finding backup. And I think yeah. Kyle Higashioka and Austin Romine can't account for the massive catcher position. But anyways, JT Realmuto, why is he overrated? I think that people overestimate his talent. Obviously, Obviously, uh, Real Muto is a very good player. He's like the Giancarlo Stanton or the next up-and-coming Giancarlo Stanton of the Marlins. Okay. He kind of leads them. He kind of gives them a bit of confidence. He gives Marlins fans a bit to cheer for. But I think that he's being offered too much money for too little of a player. I think that if he was the caliber of Manny Machado, then he can ask for $200, $300 million. But he's not that kind of caliber, and he's only developing right now. If he's at his prime, then go ahead and ask for $300 million. But I think that he's not going to have much success this year because he's asking for too much money, and that's why he's overrated. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed, please remember to follow this podcast. Keep listening because we have so many more topics and so many more interesting podcasts coming up. Uh, Once yeah. again, I'm Eddie Allen. I'm Zach Kaplan. Thanks and for watching. On the first strike. Third strike. Third strike.